We're getting closer and closer to January 1st, JT, and what is uh, the importance of January 1st for our listeners out there? Tell them what January 1 will mean in the state of Ohio. Oh, I know what that means. It's New Year's. It's 2023. No, better than that. Gambling will be legal here at Bushwood, sir. It will be, absolutely. So uh, we're just trying to get you, if that's something you're interested in, uh, we're trying to get you as much information to, I guess, uh, run your trial runs now for fun until it becomes legal in the state of Ohio. And joining us right now to uh, do that and give you all the information you need on your college and NFL games, our professional handicapper, Chris Van Dyne from ncsports.com. How are you today, Chris? I'm great, guys. I appreciate you guys always having me on. Uh, We've got a big weekend NC Sports NFL game of the month going off this weekend. And we need to bounce back. We we had a a rough weekend last week where we caught a lot of bad luck and turnovers. And three of our top seven players, our quarterbacks got hurt on teams we used. So you just have that. We have those weeks every once in a while where just nothing goes right. Yeah, two teams blow big leads. We had Kansas State plus three and a half. They were up 18 in the second quarter, and they didn't cover. So uh, we're we're not afraid to admit when we have a bad week. We did have a bad week last week, but uh, we feel pretty good about bouncing back this week. We don't usually have those kind of things happen two weeks in a row. And just a lot of bad luck went against us last week. Wait a second. You mean handicappers do get – oh, every other guy I hear, they get every every game right. It's one – come on. If that were the case, man, Vegas would be broke, right? Exactly. I hear people touting 80, 85%. You know, get out of here. Um, <laughs> any honest handicapper will tell you you're happy at 60%, and that's what we strive for, uh, consistent winners, both college and NFL over the years. We do have, you know, a, a year every once in a while where, like last year, we hit 71% in the NFL. That's not going to wow. happen every year. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're fully aware. Most of our customers are fully aware of that. Um, we, we don't shy away from the bad weeks. Our, our college sides, frankly, have not been very good this year, but we're willing to admit we need to make some adjustments and we have plenty of season left. We're, you know, we, we have a little bit of October, all of November bowls, NFL, plenty of season left. And we've done pretty well in our NFL, uh, plays on our college totals. So, uh, plenty of football to be to be played, and uh, we have a lot of bounce-back capability. That's what makes it so difficult. I mean, if you try to do it on your own and you don't have all the uh, information that you need, they're trying to find parity at every level of the game of football, and it makes it that much more difficult. And when you look at things, it's hard to remember, and you've got to, that every time there's a point spread, the reason there's a point spread is because Vegas is whoever's setting that line is trying to get the score as close to zero before kickoff as they possibly can. And with that being said, Chris Van Dyne, how in the heck are we not going to take Cincinnati and give three and a half to the Cleveland Browns, who struggle to beat anyone coming out of a four-game losing streak? I mean, when I look at this thing, if gambling were legal here at Bushwood, I think I'd mortgage my house on the Bengals this weekend. Am I wrong? Well, uh, we're not sure yet because we still have some analysis to go into this game. We usually isolate our Monday night games uh, and decide those things later in a week. I will tell you, initial look, yeah, uh, Cincinnati does look like the play. Uh, There does look like some rain in the forecast. And, you know, Cleveland did beat Cincinnati twice last year, so they have that feather in their cap, which was pretty impressive, including a 41-16 win 
at Cincinnati. The last win, you know, you could say that, you know, Cincinnati was probably packing it in to the end of the regular season. But uh, that 41-16 win in the, in the regular season, middle of the regular season on the road, uh, that was a big statement win for the Browns last year. Uh, we really were disappointed in last week's outcome with Cleveland. The, we, we had the over. At, uh, we put it out of 45 and a half. It ended up going up to about 46 uh, around, uh, you know, a little before kickoff. And that game should have at least pushed. Baltimore had the ball in the red zone, about to at least kick yep. a field goal. And, you know, we'll, we'll get a push or a win, depending on where you got the line. And then, you know, they fumble. Cleveland drives down. It looks like they're going to uh, at least get in field goal range. And just a bunch of things happen. You get the touchdown pass called back. I, I think that was a good call. I don't think Cooper needed to do that. I thought he could have made that play without extending his arm and getting that, that separation. And Cleveland probably wins the game if he doesn't do that. And then you end up uh, knocking yourself out of field goal range and then the phantom offsides call. So, yeah, we were disappointed in that outcome last week. But uh, it's going to be an interesting game this week. Cleveland's defense played a lot better last week, 254 yards allowed. Baltimore really tried to eat clock last week that they uh you know they only threw 16 passes surprised by the the game plan by baltimore but you know that that definitely hurt the over as well we're talking with chris van dyne you can follow him on twitter at chris v160 professional handicapper ncsports.com all right let's stay in the nfl then that's the monday so uh for people that want more information on that uh when will you release the monday and where can they get that information chris if they want that uh information Sure. We have uh, two plays we release on Monday, side and total. Uh, we release one as a two-star play and then one as a marquee. You can go to ncsports.com or you can call 1-800-654-3448. The cool thing about the two-star is uh, you can do our Monday Magic Guarantee, where if it wins, uh, you get a winning play, and if it loses – we actually put $40 back into your house account. You pay 30 and then we put $40 back into your account that you can spend with North Coast Sports. It's called our Monday Magic Guarantee. So you call 1-800-654-3448 on Monday morning, uh, anytime before 5 o'clock, on, actually 7 o'clock on Monday, and uh, you can get that, uh, that Monday Magic play. Chris, in the NFL, as we approach a trade deadline, how does that affect the point spreads when we get closer to the following week? In other words, maybe last season at a trade deadline, are, are, do any of these teams really implode their roster and really make another team uh, worthy of maybe, you know, like a rental, like we see in baseball, to maybe get to a World Series? Do we see the same thing in the NFL? Not to the level that we do in baseball. We're seeing a little more of it. I mean, it was very interesting that Carolina just traded away Christian McCaffrey. Uh, not the kind of trade you typically see. So we're seeing more of it, that baseball style. I mean, I, I call it what it is, really just tanking mm-hmm. uh, and trying to get extra draft picks and, you know, blow up your own team and set up, set yourself up for an early draft, uh, early draft pick for the next season. You know, but yeah, it's not to the level. I'm a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, and Uh I'm used to the trade deadline being we trade away all all of our decent players and uh, keep the guys that you don't really want. And we're kind of used to that 
uh, yep. as Pirates fans. You don't see that kind of thing in the NFL, though, just right. yet. Yeah, we we lived through that in the 70s and 80s with the Cleveland Indians, and it seemed like we were the farm system of the New York Yankees. Chris Van Dyne is our guest right now, ncsports.com. Everything you need to know about wagering as we get set to make this thing legal in less than two months here in the state of Ohio. Chris, when we look at the NFL right now as it stands, you look at the AFC, Buffalo, Kansas City, maybe uh, L.A. Chargers, whoever. Who's the strongest team in the NFC right now, in your opinion? In the NFC? Yeah. I'll tell you what, Philadelphia to me looks uh, looks to be a pretty dangerous team. You know, the, the offense is really clicking. Jalen Hurts has uh, been a much better, more consistent passer, more accurate passer than a lot of people expected. And the defense is playing lights out. They're holding opponents 298 yards a game, holding opponents 58 yards per game below their average. They're third in the NFL in that stat. So the Philadelphia Eagles look like, uh, you know, a a pretty legitimate contender in the NFC, which is, you know, a a league right now is uh, pretty – there's a lot of parity there, I guess, is the word I I could use. Mm -hmm. Because other than them, no one really is standing out. Um, You you don't have much to go off of in the uh, NFC South because of how bad – you know, how, how much of a step back Tampa's taken. Uh, New Orleans is not, uh, they're not playing as well as some people expected. The quarterbacks have been kind of all over the road. Uh, Atlanta is, uh, you know, probably a little better, uh, not as good as their record indicates right now. Teams in the West, San Francisco is a pretty good football team defensively, but leave a lot to be desired with Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback. And I mean, Seattle's been a surprise with Geno Smith. I, I guess that won't last, Chris. Come on, now we no, all know no, that Geno Smith ain't you know, lasting. <laughs> Geno's Geno's one of those veteran quarterbacks. He might just be having one of those weird uh, career years that he'll never be able to replicate. I remember back in the late '90s when Chris Chandler had just a giant season yeah. for the Atlanta Falcons, and yeah. it, he was never going to replicate that again. Um, but Gino's doing it right now. Who knows if he'll be able to keep that up? But in a, in a NFC with a bunch of parity, who knows? And then you got the New York Giants, which is like, where the heck did these guys come from at six and one? Minus twenty one yards per game statistically, if you look at them, they don't wow you. They're giving up forty seven yards a game more than their opponents actually average, which is actually twenty eighth in the NFL. But in a weak division, in a weak league, the Giants actually are standing out right now. We'll Come see if they on, can fellas. that up, though. Give my man Pete Carroll a little bit due, man. He's got that team flying high over there in fraud. Seattle. They're frauds. They may They're be, frauds. but he, they may be, but he's not. You know why? Because he's had success at every level. Yeah, well, he's, he should have won more than he did win at both he levels. He got there. And I, he, I give him credit for winning a national championship and a Super Bowl, but he should have had two Super Bowls, dumbass call throwing the football on the one-yard line, and, uh, you know, taking your best player, Heisman Trophy, off the uh, player off the field uh, on fourth and one uh, in that USC game. And so I, I just think he, he's overrated, and I think the, I think you'll find out that the Giants, the Seattle, and you'll find out, uh, who else is in that mix? Yeah, Giants, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. Yep, five and one. Have yeah. you seen some of the coaches in the NFL? And Pete Carroll's overrated. I think he is. Yes, Jeez. I've never been a huge okay. Pete Carroll fan. Right. He's had it's so much I'll talent. Let you guys argue about that. Thanks. One. Move yeah. on. Yeah, we, we'll we'll talk about that another, since we have a guest on the show. We'll break that down later. Chris, let's turn our attention to college football and the big game this weekend. Happy Valley. 
Ohio State, Penn State, 12 noon. Buckeyes giving 15 and a half, Chris. Is that too much in a series that usually uh, in a game is determined by one possession or even less? I think it's a little bit too much. I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in Penn State right now. I just can't get the taste of watching Penn State get physically dominated by Michigan out of my mouth. It, I, I saw it. It was it was a brutal performance, both on offense and defense in the trenches. Um, I, but I will say that James Franklin, for whatever reason, keeps this game closer than expected constantly. Last year, Penn State was a nine, they were actually a 19-and-a-half-point underdog last year, only lost by 9, 33-24. Back in 19, they were also a 19-point underdog. They lost 28-17. to 17. Back in 16, they were a 19-point underdog and won outright. So typically when Penn State's getting more than two touchdowns in this game, they've covered – uh, actually, four of the last five they've covered when they're a double-digit, when they're a two-touchdown dog. Um, they, they've also covered the last uh, five of the last six against Ohio State. So I think this is too many points. But if you're asking me if I'm going to play it on Saturday, probably not because I just don't have faith in Penn State. I don't have faith in Sean Clifford. I, I've, I've been down that road too many times this year and too many times in the last four years to be honest, that I, I can't do it in a game against a, a really good team who's got a defense that's playing well. I mean, I know it was only Iowa last week, and that's just a mess over there. But they're only allowing 240 yards a game. They're holding opponents 125 yards per game below their average. The Buckeyes are really clicking right now, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ryan Day try to tack on an extra touchdown or two if he can. So, you know, we had this at 14, and that's about where we see it. Yeah, I, I look at this. I think it's the Buckeyes' biggest test to date. Forget Notre Dame. Uh, that was a home game, right? This is a road game, and good for them. It's not a whiteout, 7.30 at night. It's a noon kickoff, but still, Happy Valley will be rocking. This is their national championship game, right? Clifford's from Ohio. The backup quarterback, Drew Allers from Ohio, who may get some playing time as a true freshman. They both want to, you know, uh, stick it to Ohio State if they can for not recruiting them hard enough or whatever. So uh, I just think the, Buc- I think the Buckeyes are going to win. Uh, but 15 and a half, maybe they win by two touchdowns at 14. Maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, 35-21, something like that. But 15 and a half is a, is a weird number. Uh, so if I were betting this one, I'd take the points with Penn State based on some of the information that you just gave us. What's a game that you like this weekend, Chris, as far as college games for our listeners out there? Oh man, we, we we got a few of the games. Uh, I'll tell you what, I will go to the ACC. I'm going to go against Syracuse, who uh, we had, you know, caused some bad luck with last week. Now a lot of people are going to see that Clemson score and say, "Oh yeah, they they should have beat Clemson. They had them on the ropes." If you watch that game uh, past the first two possessions, Clemson re- uh, Syracuse really struggled to run the ball and m- move the ball in general. And as a matter of fact, at one point they had gone five straight possessions, three and out in the second half. That game was swung on uh, a DJ Uyunglele fumble at the Syracuse three-yard line. It looked like Syracuse, uh, Clemson was about to score, take the lead in the second quarter, and DJ fumbles the ball, and it gets returned 97 yards for a touchdown. And now you're laying 14 points. It, it's going to be hard for – Clemson to cover laying 14 after a 14-point swing. 
the the Orange were outgained 450 to 291 in that game, and really where it came, really came down to is Clemson just dominated the trenches in the second half. They ran the ball 60 times for 293 yards in that game, 4.9 yards a carry, and it got to the point after they had taken Uyengalele out that Syracuse knew they were running the ball and they still couldn't stop it. So uh, that was a beat-up defense. They also had a few guys leave the game. They were missing their top corner, Garrett Williams. Notre Dame has actually won their last 25 regular season games against ACC teams. That's a long streak, and they're getting points here against Syracuse. I know it's in what was formerly known as the Carrier Dome, now the JMA Wireless Dome. Um, But Syracuse hasn't always dominated in that dome. And Notre Dame, in two road games this year, they've looked really good. At Ohio State, they only lose by 11. And then they go to what I think is a better ACC team, maybe. North Carolina, they travel to North Carolina. They beat them 45-32. High-powered passing attack with North Carolina. I, I think that this Notre Dame defense will do something similar to what Clemson did shut down the run game, shut down Sean Tucker, who has not looked the same this year, only had five carries last week. And I think that the Notre Dame offense will do enough to, to win this game. Drew Pine's been much better than Tyler Buckner was. Pine has a 12 to three ratio. So uh, I think the Irish are the play here. I think, I think they get it done and we're going to double down on uh, going against Syracuse. Chris, uh, in my opinion, maybe the best game on the board is that Kentucky-Tennessee game. I'm not sure either one of those teams are for real. It's going to be interesting to see what happens 7 o'clock Saturday night. But my question is this. Now that Alabama's got a bye week this week, they're sitting back going, okay, wait a minute, we lost to Tennessee. They're in the other division of the SEC. How do you feel this is going to affect Alabama? And what are their chances, in your opinion, getting back into the playoff? Well, Alabama has everything... Uh, in front of them still because if they finish the season uh, winning the rest of their games, which I think they will, they really, I'd say that they do have two tough road tests and they have, uh, they have not played well on the road the last couple of years. Uh, the, the game against Texas earlier this year, they almost lost. They lose at Tennessee yep. uh, last year at the end of the season. They they should have lost at Auburn. They had uh, the loss at A&M and a close win against Florida. So just in the last two years, it had, five or six very close calls or losses on the road. If they can win those two games against LSU and Ole Miss, then they'll they'll run the table. They'll get to the SEC title game. I'm a Tennessee fan. I'd love for Tennessee to beat Georgia, but I I think the the reality is they're probably going to lose that game uh, between the hedges. It's just a tall task to go there and beat that, beat that team with that defense. I do think that Tennessee has some, Edges in that game. I was actually analyzing that game quite a bit today. And Tennessee, uh, the, the thing that really stuck out to me is Georgia had 49 sacks last year. Mm. Uh, and I looked at the one time Georgia lost, which was against Alabama, and that's the game where Bryce Young threw for 421 yards. So when they played a really good quarterback and they couldn't get to the, couldn't get to the quarterback, they couldn't get pressure on him. They got zero sacks in that game. He he really shredded them for 421 yards. This year, Georgia has seven sacks in the season, and against five power five game power five foes, they only have three sacks. So they're not getting to the quarterback at all this year against anybody. So that, that would be a concern for me if I'm a Georgia fan. 
going against Tennessee, who likes to throw the ball downfield, because if you're going to give Hendon Hooker a lot of time, it's going to open up things downfield. I, I think that they will win that game, though, and you'll end up with a Georgia-Alabama SEC title game, as we've seen the last couple of years. And I, I probably would lean Georgia in that game, but anything can happen with, when, when it comes to Nick Saban and big games. So, you know, Alabama, to answer your question, Alabama has everything in front of them. They're focused on LSU right now, and they have to win out. There's no doubt about that. All right, Chris, we got to get to a break here for our listeners out there that want to get some more information from NC Sports uh, and what you guys do. Tell them where they can find it. Go to ncsports.com or call 1-800-654-3448. We'll be there until 7 o'clock tonight if you want to talk to us and have any questions. We'll be happy to help you out.